If you uh, have a Bible in front of you or able to uh, look at the passage, it's from Luke chapter 1, the Church Bibles, it's page 1026, and uh, I'm calling this message, Mary Visits Elizabeth. Mary Visits Elizabeth. And uh, from the reading, you remember that uh, we, we left Mary hurrying uh, from uh, where she was living at, at, at Nazareth to the hill country in Judea to go and visit her cousin Elizabeth. Uh, and you may ask the question, why was she leaving uh, Nazareth? What was the reason for her hurry? Was it because of some nasty rumours and unpleasant gossip about her being an unwed teenager? And yet, look, she's pregnant. Scholars think that is unlikely, that that's the reason she hurried to go to visit, because at that early point, she wouldn't have been showing signs of her pregnancy. Three months later, she would have shown signs, but not at that point. But look at verse 36. I think there is the clue of chapter 1. Verse 36 says this. The angel had said to her, And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. So Mary was perhaps hurrying that hundred-mile journey to visit because she'd heard that Elizabeth was six months, was nearly six months pregnant. And, and, and Mary may have thought, well, if God has done this miracle for my cousin, then I need to see this for myself. And look what happens when they greet each other. First of all, verse 40, it says... As she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth, and then when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. Now, some of you mothers have felt the, the leaping of a baby. <laughs> I don't know what it feels like. I've actually felt it, but not, not inside me. But that's, that, it was a response, the, the, the response of the Holy Spirit, I suppose, because both women... Um, had had miracle births, miracle children inside them. But you see, this was a wonderful meeting. And it was a special meeting because it confirmed to Mary all she needed to know. And her faith was strengthened as a result of this meeting. Because just imagine for a moment what it must have felt like for a young girl to have had her life turned upside down having heard the news from the angel that she, she herself, was going to have a child from God. And imagine it, as a teenager, she would have said, did I really see an angel? Did he really say the things I think I heard him say? It, this is it, isn't it? That's, it must have been like that. <clears throat> She was just a humble teenager. She was probably about 14. I don't, we don't know her age, but it was very young. 
She'd barely started out in life. But she's just been told, you have been chosen amongst all women for this responsibility. Chosen to be the mother of, or the Holy Mother, the Christ child. But she still had feelings, she was still a young teenager, she was still needing to think, is this true? I need my faith built up. And the point, I think, is this, that God understands. God completely understands our human need to have our faith built. And he is so gracious and kind. And, you know, this distance to get to the cousin was about a hundred miles. By good walking, it would take over four days. We often forget these distances that people travelled to visit her relative. But she goes because she knows that what she's going to find with her cousin also being pregnant is going to enhance her faith. That's why she hurried. And she's going to realise that she's not the only one in the world to have been spoken to by an angel and been told that God has come upon you. She's not the only one with a miracle child in her womb. Elizabeth, her cousin, is also pregnant. And she, in her great age and barrenness, is about to have... So Elizabeth becomes a sign for Mary. Isn't God great? Isn't he wonderful? Mary hadn't said to the angel, oh, send me a sign. But God, in his kindness, did it anyway. I love this. I absolutely love this. God understands how hard it is for this young girl to grasp the enormity. Have I been dreaming? Have I got it all wrong? Have I misunderstood? Am I really going to be the mother of the promised one? God gave Mary the sign of Elizabeth's pregnancy to build up her faith. And that's why she went with haste. And when she saw Elizabeth. Mary was overcome with joy because she knew, I haven't got it wrong. I can see she's pregnant. This is my elderly relative, a miracle in front of me, six months pregnant. And maybe the words of the angel are reverberating in her head. Look at verse 37. For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing. So it's a, it's, a, it's a lovely encouragement. It's a lovely encouragement to build up faith. But then on top of that, God goes even further because Elizabeth has these words to share to really reinforce the truth. Look at verse 42. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. This is exactly what the teenager needed to hear. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? This is music to Mary's ears. It is true. God has confirmed it. Not just through the angel, but through my cousin. It's wonderful. Wonderful confirmation. But you know, Christmas time is also a fresh confirmation for us. As we read these stories, 
as we light the candles, as we remind ourselves, it builds our faith. And that is exactly what the Gospel writer Luke wanted. In Luke chapter 1 verse 3 he says this, he's writing the Gospel for a friend of his called Theophilus. And he says that you may know with certainty these things. He says, I want you to be sure about these things of God and be certain. Luke wanted to build the faith of Theophilus, who was perhaps a young Christian. That all the stories that he was about to read were true. And Luke had travelled far and wide. He was a doctor, he was a very good historian, and he had gone on missionary journeys with Paul, and maybe he had travelled to the places, to the hill country of Judea, and talked to people who remember because this was later when he wrote the Gospel, remember the stories about the aged Elizabeth who had a child. He had been to Bethlehem, been to Nazareth, gathered the story together and made an orderly account. <clears throat> and certainly as I studied uh, for this message, my faith was enhanced. Because just the clarity of the stories reminds us that God knows exactly what he is doing. And as we follow the story of these two miracle births, John the Baptist, Jesus Christ, I hope that your faith in God's word is enhanced also this Christmas. That you too can be certain that God is not just sovereign over the great matters of the universe and the cosmos, but he is also concerned about the individual details of our lives. Because he knows you by name, he knows the number of every single hair on your head. This is what we are told. The detail of how Zechariah the priest had his name drawn from a lot and was on temple duty at just the right time to meet the angel Gabriel and be told that news. The, the, the special detail of how God cared for the sadness on Elizabeth's heart, not able to have a child in her old age. But God cared God heard their prayers and he sent a mighty angel. And Mary, with all her myriad of thoughts, what is this all about? Is this true? Who could possibly understand Mary, this teenager? Who could she talk to? Could she talk to Joseph? No. Could she talk to her parents? No. Who is the person she could talk to? Elizabeth. And so God makes arrangements for her, do you see, to go and see Elizabeth. And no wonder Mary hurried to get there. And I think what we draw from stories like this is that God's loving attention to detail in our lives. He is the same Father God he was to Mary as he is to us. Can I ask you this? What is the characteristic of God that most speaks to your heart? That most touches your heart? For me, it's the kindness of God. I think for Marian, it's the kindness of God. Amen. It's the friendship of the Lord Jesus. The, there may be other aspects of God's character that really touches you. His tender attention to detail. <clears throat> he knew Mary needed to see Elizabeth. He knew they needed to have quality time together. So he arranged it. But if God managed the lives of these two women so carefully, can he not manage our lives also? Can he not attend to detail? Mary says, she bursts into song, 
for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. And God looks upon us in this pandemic. These past nine months have not been easy for any of us. Two lockdowns, so much isolation, so much trouble, so much restriction, and now the extra restrictions. It must weigh heavily on your hearts. It does on my heart as a parent. But in the midst of all this, God is still sovereign. And he, doubtless through these two lockdowns, has sustained your faith. He must have done. You're here. You're here. So God has looked after you. <clears throat> and maybe you've even had times of great joy when you've been reading the scriptures or hearing a podcast or just alone in prayer and you've felt God's coming close and saying, be still and know that I am God. And God has drawn close, even in the midst of the troubles. And your faith is intact because you know that God is the rock and the firm foundation. And maybe you've learned again that great truth that prayer is invaluable. If this has driven us to prayer, then thank God. Thank God. I wanted to say this. Christmas is a wonderful time to have your faith in the Bible enhanced because you know that the prophecies about Jesus made thousands of years previous came to truth when he was born. His birth was foretold. And we know when we read the Bible that God created the universe and he brought it into his being by his mighty word. So we know it's important to pray, we know it's important to read God's word. But can I say this, there are other reasons for your faith to be enhanced. For example, a proper understanding of science. Science is not the enemy of faith. Some conspiracy theorists try to suggest that science is bogus. That's not true. The fact is, the discipline of true science, through empirical procedure and methodology, science has brought us to this point, <coughs> friends, where we can look forward to a vaccine. Scientists have worked hard since January, when they first found out about the basic genome of this virus, and they've been working solidly, and now there is hope. Wonderful. Thank God for science. God gave mankind the ability to explore and study and to use our brains, to be logical, to wear masks, <laughs> to care. <clears throat> Someone once said, true science is the handmaiden of faith. True science is the handmaiden of faith, meaning that science is meant to build up our faith as we study God's universe. And I know that Kathy, when she studied her degree of chemistry and biology at university, she found her faith enhanced in God as a result of her studies, her study of these sciences. Science is a gift given by God. Paul, I had this discussion with him the other day, when he studied science at university, rather than diminish his faith, his faith was enhanced. True science 
is the handmaiden of faith. And I wanted to say this, because in this pandemic year, we have witnessed the dedication, love and commitment of doctors, nurses, scientists, support workers who have worked round the clock, school staff, shop staff. People have made such an effort for our lives to continue. Praise God for that. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God for that. And I hope that they are recognised because it reminds me that God has provided the necessary skills and attitudes to make it possible for people to look after those who are vulnerable. And the application of science is the application of truth, true science. I wanted to say that because just as God blessed Mary by confirming the truth of his promise to her when she visits her cousin, so we must be like Mary and be willing to trust that God, through his true word, will help us. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. So may God build our faith in him this Christmas time, as we sing about it and read these stories. And yes, you may be struggling, and we all have our moments of lowness. You may be struggling, but let's be encouraged by all we see here, all these stories, that God is with us in 2020 and 2021. And yes, you may need to pray more than you've ever prayed before. That's not a bad thing. But ask God to help confirm your faith and make it stronger, not weaker. God's word is true. Elizabeth and Mary asked the question, how would all this come to pass? But they trusted God and in the fullness of time they had great joy, great joy. And the angel's words proved true. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. You have found favour with God. And my friends, God favours you also. He loves you very much. And everything turned out right for Mary and Elizabeth. It wasn't an easy journey. It was a very hard journey. But it turned out right in the end. And God will turn it out right for you and I as we trust him. May the love of God cast away any fear in your heart this Christmas time. And may you have faith, hope, and peace, and love. Amen.